and 24-7 on iHeartRadio and Alexa. Ryan Gorman here with James Berlander, Dana McKay, out on vacation this week. And continuing now with our Veterans Day weekend special, of course. Tomorrow is Veterans Day. Today is the day that Veterans Day is being observed. And we're focused on veterans' issues, highlighting different organizations. And right now joining me in studio, I have former state senator and president of the Florida Policy Project, Jeff Brandis, to talk about uh, this new report that you have on veterans and incarceration and reentry. So tell us about what you took a look at here. Absolutely. So over the last uh, few weeks, we've been looking at uh, specifically doing a deep dive into best practices as it relates to veterans uh, that are incarcerated in the Florida prison system. What we find is veterans, we don't have a, a kind of a follow-up program for veterans that are incarcerated. We allow people to self-identify as veterans, um, but there's no, we're not running them through the database to actually see who's you know, actually a veteran. Uh, and then we're not providing vet- any type of specialized veteran services. We have veterans dorms, but we aren't tracking to see whether that those dorms are actually producing better outcomes. So mm-hmm. some of our recommendations are to kind of run through a national database to track them. Uh, and, and if we're going to put them in dorms, uh, veterans dorms, actually track the effectiveness, provide more trauma and ba- and informed care therapy yes. to those that are veterans and then look at uh look at home release and other types of confinement for those that are eligible um so look, looking at kind of a whole basket of services because a lot of your VA benefits and other benefits are stayed while you're incarcerated so okay. if you're in pl- if you're in uh, jail or prison for more than 60 days then a lot of your benefits kind of are are told uh, until you get out. So you're telling us uh, that we're letting our veterans down a bit there uh, once they get in yeah, Look, I just think it's, we can do more. Right? Yeah. I'm somebody who served yep. in Iraq in 2003, 2004. I spent 11 years in the Army. So I have a, a true heart and passion for veterans. And I also have a passion for kind of solving some of the problems going on in our prison system. And we have a lot. Yeah, we were talking about this off air a moment ago, and I just want you to give everyone a sense as to what our uh, prison system, our corrections uh, officers, what they're dealing with right now. You were giving me some some really jaw dropping information on the staffing shortages and the conditions, and um, this is uh, an untenable situation. It's one of those areas of public policy that, frankly, only government can do. Yeah, and frankly, it's been ignored for almost. For almost two decades. Right. And so, you know, we find ourselves now in a position where we have 1,500 inmates in most of our facilities. We have about 85,000 inmates in total. 85% of our prisons are not air conditioned. Mm. We have um, a huge shortage of corrections officers. This is a really not just a Florida problem. It's a nationwide problem. But Florida currently has 300 National Guard um, men and women that serve in the prison system. They've basically been forced they're, to become corrections they're officers. They're basically, yeah, they're, they don't have day-to-day interaction with the with inmates, mm-hmm. but they're doing all of the perimeter security and all of these other things. This is, you know, we're pulling them away from their lives and their jobs and their families yeah. to serve in the prison system because we can't hire enough corrections officers. Most of our facilities have 1,500 inmates, as I said, but they don't have any education opportunities. And so, you know, it's not uncommon when I toured facilities to see people just sitting around all day long really don't have a Department of Corrections in Florida. What we have is a Department of Warehousing. Yeah, and and why this matters to people listening right now is because eventually most of them are going to do their time and get out. Like 95% of them are going to get out. (laughs) Yeah. Right, and the, the question is, do you want them coming out better than they came in? Yeah. And if you're not providing them services, again, look, about half of the inmates of Florida's prison system can't read at the at the sixth grade level, mm. right? And there's so if you're not providing them education, and there's no opportunity for them to get a job, and there's no transition services. Listen, when you leave Florida prison today, you will leave with fifty bucks and a bus pass. That's it. 
Yeah. That's our transition services in, in many cases. Yeah, and again, that's going to impact the community that that uh, now former inmate goes back to. And bringing it back to veterans for a moment, and again, we're joined by former state senator and president of the Florida Policy Project, Jeff Brandis. Bringing it back to veterans for a moment, I'm especially concerned about the mental health care component um, because I'm sure, maybe not every case, but I'm sure in a lot of these cases, they're ending up there because of some mental health issues um and if we're not doing things to bring them along and help them while they're incarcerated uh that that seems like we're really dropping the ball here yeah look i mean i think you would be shocked to know that most of the uh, the veterans get virtually no mental health services while they're in if they're you know florida's prison system is the largest provider of mental health services in the state of florida um, because we have this wow. incredible uh, population, yeah. um, but it's also the the simple truth is most of our prisons are located in incredibly rural areas of North Florida, and it's it's very difficult to find mental health counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists that will serve in prison system in the in the most rural portions of right. Florida. Some of these counties don't even have a dentist. And you mentioned that's part of the reason there are these staffing shortages because it's in rural parts. Look, the Florida prison system was designed, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago as a rural jobs program. The mm-hmm. problem is everybody from the rural areas have moved to the urbanized areas, and that's left this incredible challenge in these ur- these rural areas yeah. to even just staff at a minimum level. I mean, most of our prisons in Florida are staffed with a skeleton crew. That's, that can be dangerous, I feel like, for oh, the staff there. It's incredibly dangerous for the staff. It's incredibly yeah. dangerous for the for the for those that are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and largely, that's why the gangs have taken over a lot of these prison systems and why we have so many problems inside the prison systems today is because we're understaffed. Um, and that affects everybody, including our veterans. Last uh, question I have for you, um, because, you know, you spent so much time in the legislature, you're so well-versed in, in all the different policy issues here in the state. Uh, what other veterans issues, more broadly speaking, are you really concerned about here in Florida? Well, look, I, I think I think Florida is, again, one of the most veteran-friendly states in the yeah. country, and I think you're going to see legislation this year. In fact, I was up there talking to a state senator who's working on a major piece of legislation focusing on veterans. And my advocacy to them was, look, don't forget about the people. We have almost 9,000 people incarcerated in the Florida prison system. And make that, them part of that. That are veterans as well. If you're going to be providing services to veterans, let's at least provide mental health services and other types of services to the veterans that are incarcerated. Um, these people are not, are not the worst day of their life, right? That yeah. That is not who they are. They serve this country. Right. They've made some stupid or terrible mistakes. Um, and, and so we should at least provide the best practices that we can yeah. to ensure that we're providing them services that will help them in the future. All right. You can find out more about all the work that uh, Jeff Brandis is doing at FloridaPolicyProject.com. That's FloridaPolicyProject.com. Are there ways for people to get involved in, in support? I mean, you know, this, these reports that you're putting out, it's really important stuff. Yeah, we've, we're, <laughs> my goal is to get to one report every single month. And we've already done uh, things on affordable housing, kind of good governance. We've done three now on, on the prison system, looking at elderly in prison. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. There's a way to go on there and donate and support. Um, and, you know, and we hear from every day from families that are involved in, in housing issues, insurance issues, yeah. uh, and, and corrections issues. All right. Again, FloridaPolicyProject.com is the website. Make sure you check that out. Former state senator and president of the Florida Policy Project, Jeff Brandis. Jeff, want to thank you for coming in, for covering this kind of stuff, and thank you for your service, too. Thank Appreciate you. It. The Ryan Gorman Show, 5 to 9, every weekday morning on News Radio WFLA.